0: Section 7 of Divine Conduct or the Mystery of Providence All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org Divine Conduct or the Mystery of Providence by John Flavel Section 7 8. The Next Great Advantage and Mercy the saints receive from the hand of Providence is in their preservation from the snares and temptations of sin by its preventing care over them. The Providence wards off many a deadly stroke of temptation, and puts by many a mortal thrust which Satan makes at our souls it is a truth as manifest as the light that shineth. This is included in that promise. God will with the temptation. Make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it one Corinthians ten thirteen. Providence gives an outlet for the soul's escape when it is shut up into the dangerous straits of temptation. There are two eminent ways whereby the force and efficacy of temptation is broken in believers. One is by the operation of internal grace, spirit lusteth against the flesh. Galatians 5.17 So that ye cannot do the things that ye would. That is, sanctification destroys sin after it hath been conceived in the soul. The other way is by the external working of providence. And of this I am here engaged to speak. The providence of God is the great hindrance to a world of sin, which else would break forth like an overflowing flood my corrupt natures. It prevents abundance of sin which else wicked men would commit. The men of Sodom were greedily pursuing their lusts. God providentially hindered it by smiting them blind. Genesis 19, 11 Jeroboam intended to smite the prophet. Providence interposed and withered his arm. 1 Kings 13, 4 Verse you see, when wicked men have contrived and are ready to execute their wickedness, providence claps on its mankles, that their hands cannot perform their enterprises. Job 5.12 And so much corruption there remains on good men, that they would certainly plunge themselves under much more guilt than they do, if providence did not take greater care of them than they do of themselves. For though they make conscience of keeping themselves, and daily watch their hearts and ways, yet such is the deceitfulness of sin, that if providence did not lay blocks in their way, it would, more frequently than it doth, entangle and defile them. And this it doth diverse ways. 1. Sometimes by stirring up others to interpose with seasonable counsels, which effectually dissuade them from prosecuting an evil design. Thus Abigail meets David in the nick of time, and dissuades him from his evil purpose. 1 Samuel 25, 34 And I find it recorded, as on another account was noted before, of that holy man Mr. Dodd, that being late at night in his study, he was strongly moved, though at an unseasonable hour, to visit a gentleman of his acquaintance. And not knowing what might be the design of providence therein, he obeyed and went. When he came to the house, after a few knocks at the door, the gentleman himself came to him and asked him whether he had any business with him. Mr. Dodd answered no, but that he could not be quiet until he had seen him. Oh, sir, replied the gentleman, you are sent of God at this hour, for just now, with that takes the halter out of his pocket. I was going to destroy myself. And thus was the mischief prevented. 2. Sometimes by hindering the means and instruments whereby the evil itself is prevented. Thus, when good Jehoshaphat had joined himself with that wicked king Ahaziah, build ships at ease on Geber to go to Tarshish, God prevents the design of breaking the ships with a storm as you read in 2 Chronicles 20, 35-37. We find also in The Life of Mr. Bolton, written by Mr. Bagshaw, that while he was in Oxford he had familiar acquaintance with Mr. Anderton, a good scholar, but a strong papist, who knowing Mr. Bolton's good parts, and perceiving that he was in some outward wants, took this advantage, used many arguments to persuade him to be reconciled to the Church of Rome, and to go over with him to the English seminary, assuring him he should be furnished with all necessaries and have gold enough. Mr. Bolton, being at that time poor in mind and purse, accepted the motion, and the day of place were appointed in Lancashire, where they should meet and take shipping and be gone. But Mr. Anderton came not and so he escaped the snare. 3. Sometimes by laying some strong afflictions upon the body to prevent a worse evil. And this is the meaning of I will hedge up her way with thorns. Hosea 2.6 The Basil was a long-time exercise for a violent headache, which, as he observed, was used by providence to prevent lust. Paul had a fall in his flesh, a messenger of Satan sent to buffet him, and this affliction, whatever it was, was ordained to prevent pride in him. 2 Corinthians 12, 7 4. Sometimes sin is prevented in the saints by the better information of their minds, by the sacred oracles of God. Thus, when sinful motions began to rise in David's mind from the prosperity of the wicked and his own afflicted state, and grew to that height, He began to think all he had done in the way of religion was little better than lost labour. He is set right again, and the temptation dissolved, but going into the sanctuary, where God showed him how to take new measures of persons and things, to judge of them by their ends and issues, not their present appearances. Psalm 73, 12, 13, 17 5. And sometimes the providence of God prevents the sins of his people by removing them out of the way of temptation by death. In which sense we may understand this text? The righteous is taken away from the evil to come. Isaiah 57, 1 The evil of sin as well as sufferings. When the Lord sees his people low-spirited and not able to grapple with strong trials and temptations which are drawing on, It is with respect to them a providence to be disbanded by death and set out of harm's way. Now consider and admire the providence of God, O ye saints, who have had more care of your souls than ever ye had of them. Had not the providence of God thus wrought for you in a way of prevention? It may be you had this day been so many may go amisibs Jeremiah twenty three. How was the heart of David melted under that preventing providence before mentioned, in 1 Samuel 25, 34? He blessed the Lord, the instrument and that counsel by which his soul was preserved from sin. Do but seriously bethink yourselves of a few particulars about this case, as 1. How your corrupt natures have often impetuously hurried you on towards sin so that all the grace you had could not withstand its force, if providence had not prevented it in some such method as you have heard. Every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lusts and enticed. James one fourteen. You found yourselves but feathers in the wind of temptation. 2. How near you have been brought to the brink of sin, and yet saved by a merciful hand of providence! May you not say, I was almost in the midst of all evils. Proverbs 5, 14 Or oh, my feet were almost gone, my steps had well nigh slipped. Psalm 73, 2. O merciful providence, that stepped in so opportunely to your relief. 3 How many have been suffered to fall by the hand of temptations, to the reproach of religion, and wounding of their own conscience to that degree, that they have never recovered former peace again, but lived in the world devoid of comfort to their dying day. For How woeful your case had been if the Lord had not mercifully saved you from many thousand temptations which have assaulted you! Tell you, you cannot estimate the mercies you possess by means of such providences. Are your names sweet? and your conscience is peaceful. Two mercies as dear to you as your two eyes. Why, surely you owe them, if not wholly, yet in a great measure to the aids and assistances Providence have given you all along the way you have passed through the dangerous, tempting world to this day. Walk, therefore, suitably to this obligation of Providence also. and see that you thankfully own it, not impute your escapes and sin to accidents or to your own watchfulness or wisdom, yet see that you tempt not Providence, on the other hand, by an irregular reliance upon its care over you, without taking all due care of yourselves. Keep yourselves in the love of God Jude twenty one Keep your hearts with all diligence Proverbs four twenty three though providence keep you, yet it is in the way of your duty. 9 Thus you see what care providence have had over your souls, in preventing the spiritual dangers and miseries that else would have befallen you in the way of temptation. In the next place I will show you that it hath been no less careful for your bodies, with how great tenderness it hath carried them in its arms through innumerable hazards and dangers also. Thou keepest me as the apple of thine eye. Footnote The eye have five tunics to guard it against danger. The first is like a spider's web, the second is like a net, the third is like a berry, the fourth is like a horn, and the fifth is the cover or lid of the eye. Hence is guard upon guard, resembling the various ways Providence hath to secure some ruin. End of Footnote Psalm seventeen eight He is called the keeper of Israel, that never slumbereth nor sleepeth Psalm one hundred twenty one Thor The Preserver of Men Job seven twenty to display the glory of his providence before you let us take into consideration the perils into which the best of men sometimes fall and the ways and means by which Providence preserves them in those dangers. There are manifold hazards into which we are often cast in this world. The Apostle Paul gives us a general account of his dangers in 2 Corinthians 11:26. And how great a wonder is it that our lives have not been extinguished in some of these dangers we have been in. For one, have not some of us fallen, and that often into very dangerous sicknesses and diseases, in which we have approached the very brink of the grave, and have or might have said with Hezekiah, I said in the cutting off of my days I shall go to the gates of the grave, I am deprived of the residue of my years. Isaiah 38.10 Have we not often had the sentence of death in ourselves, and our bodies at that time been like a leaky ship in a storm? that have taken in water on every side, till it was ready to sink. Yet have God preserved, careened, and launched us out again as well as ever. Oh, what a wonder is it, that such a crazy body should be preserved for so many years, and survive so many dangers. Surely it is not more admirable to see a venice glass pass from hand to hand in continual use for forty or fifty years, and still to remain whole, notwithstanding many knocks and falls it have had. If you enjoy health, or recover out of sickness, it is because he puts none of these diseases upon thee, or because he is the Lord thy physician. Exodus fifteen twenty 2. And how many deadly dangers have his hand rescued some of you from, in those years of confusion and public calamity, when the sword is bathed in blood and made horrid slaughter, when it may be your lives are often given you for a prey. This David put a special remark upon, O God, the Lord, the strength of my salvation, that has covered my head in the day of battle. Psalm 140, 7 Beza, being in France in the first civil war, and there tossed up and down for twenty-two months, recorded six hundred deliverances and dangers in that space, for which he solemnly gave God thanks in his last testament. If the sword destroyed you not, it was because God did not give it a commission so to do. 3. Many of you have seen wonders of salvation upon the deeps, where the hand of God have been signally stretched forth for your rescue and deliverance. This is elegantly expressed in Psalm 107, 23 to 27, concerning which you may say in a proper sense what the psalmist of metaphorically, If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, then the waters had overwhelmed us, the streams had gone over our soul. Psalm 124, 1 and 4. To see men who have spent so many years upon the seas, we your lives are continually hung in suspense before you, attained to your years, when you could neither be reckoned among the living nor the dead, as seamen are not. O, oh, what cause have you to adore your great preserver! Many thousands of your companions are gone down, and you yet here to praise the Lord among the living. You have boarded nearer to eternity all your days than others, and often been in imminent perils upon the seas. Surely such, and so many salvations call aloud upon you for most thankful acknowledgments. For, to conclude, how innumerable hazards and accidents, the least of which have cut off others, have God carried us all through. I think I may safely say, your primitive and positive mercies of this kind are more in number than the hairs of your heads. Many thousands of these dangers we never saw nor were made particularly sensible of. But though we saw them not, our God did and brought us out of danger before he brought us into fear. Some have been evident to us and those so remarkable that we cannot think or speak of them to this day but our souls are freshly affected with these mercies. It is recorded of our famous jewel that about the beginning of Queen Mary's reign the Inquisition, taking hold of him in Oxford, he fled to London by night, but providentially losing the road, he escaped the Inquisitors who pursued him. However, he fell that night into another imminent hazard of life, and wandering up and down in the snow he fainted, and lay starving in the way, panting and labouring for life, at which time Mr. Latimer's servant found and saved him. It were easy to multiply examples of this kind, histories abounding with them, but I think there are few of us that are furnished out of our own experience abundantly, so that I shall rather choose to press home the sense of these providences upon you, in order to a suitable return to the God of your mercies for them. Then add more instances of this kind. To this purpose I desire you seriously to weigh the following particulars. 1. Consider what you owe to Providence for your protection, by which your life have been protected unto this day, with usefulness and comfort thereof. Look abroad in the world, and you may daily see some in every place who are objects of pity, bereaved by sad accidents of the comforts of life, whilst in the meantime Providence have tenderly preserved you keeping all your bones so that none of them is broken. Psalm thirty-four twenty, Is the elegant and comely structure of thy body not spoiled, thy members not distorted, and made so many seats a torment, the usefulness of any part not destroyed? Why, this is because providence never quitted his hold of thee, since thou camest out of the womb with a watchful eye and tender hand have guarded thee in every place, and kept thee as its charge. 2. Consider how every member which hath been so tenderly kept hath nevertheless been an instrument of sin against the Lord, but that not only in the days of your unregenerancy, when you yielded your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin. Romans 6.13 But ever since you gave them up in covenant unto the Lord as dedicated instruments to his service, yet how tender have providence been over them! You have often provoked him to afflict you in every part, and lay penal evil upon every member that have been instrumental in moral evil. But oh, how great have his compassions been towards you, and his patience admirable! 3. Consider what is the aim of providence, in all the tender care it hath manifested for you. Why doth it protect you so assiduously, and suffer no evil to before you? Is it not that you should employ your bodies for God, and cheerfully apply yourselves to that service he hath called you to? Doubtless this is the end and level of these mercies, for else to what purpose are they afforded you? Your bodies are a part of Christ's purchase, as well as your souls. 1 Corinthians 6.19 They are committed to the charge and tutelage of angels. Hebrews one fourteen. Who have performed many services for them. They are dedicated by yourselves to the Lord, and that upon the highest account. Romans twelve one. They have already been the subjects of manifold mercies in this world. Psalm 35.10 They shall partake a singular glory and happiness in the world to come. Philippians 3.21 And shall they not be employed, yea, cheerfully worn out in his service? How reasonable it is that they should be so! Why are they so tenderly preserved by God, that they must not be used for God? End of section 7